We are live at uh, Heinz Field. Behind us, we have, in my opinion, we're probably gonna get some hate for this because I know as Chiefs fans, you think Arrowhead's the greatest place in the world. I'm impartial and I really like this stadium right behind us with the rivers and the bridges. Um, and us that is standing in front of that stadium, I have Sam Mellinger right beside me and Lynn Worthy on the other side of me. We've got Blair Kirkhoff manning the, the iPad and your comments, so keep it clean, don't scar Blair's eyes. And then Vahe Gregorian will join us if he can find wherever we are set up uh, when he's done filing his columns. So Hollywood will be here in a few minutes. <laughs> right. He's gonna make his grand entrance. We can't actually start a video with all five people in the frame, right. so we like right. to keep you guys guessing about who's gonna show up. Uh, but enough about us, let's talk about what you guys are tuned in for to see uh, what we think about the Chiefs' 42-37 win against the Steelers, and I think the place that it will start, the place that uh, it started for everyone talking about during the game is, is Patrick Mahomes and his six touchdowns. So as our noted Patrick Mahomes enthusiast of the group, <laughs> who did not write about Patrick Mahomes today in the That's biggest right. plot twist, uh, you'll have to wait for Vahe's words on that. But Sam, what, what do you take away from this performance today? Well, obviously the words Patrick and Mahomes did appear in my columns a couple of times. I can't, oh. I'm not going to like completely lie about that. But um, a lot of things about, about what he did. Uh, the efficiency. Um, how many times do you see a guy throw more touchdown passes than incomplete passes? That's a thing that happened today. Uh, he did not have like the 70-yard bomb to Tyree Kill in Atlanta. He didn't have he tried. Like, was, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have like that sidearm fastball. There was the, you know, but the Demarcus Robinson against the sideline throw. He didn't have any of that. But this was the best game that he's played. This was incredible. He didn't miss really that 90. It would have been a 99-yard touchdown and he did overthrow him. And that was it. Right, like as far as like any like a bad decision or a bad. He had the one fumble, or, but he fell on. That's it. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he said um, he he got kind of anxious about that, but he felt the ball in his stomach and he yes. just kind of laid down. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna let this anybody take this from me. So Lynn, Lynn, what is uh, Patrick Mahomes' favorite word? Efficient. And how efficient was he? To I mean that well, that was what this was like. That yeah. that was an incredibly well, efficient performance. And when as you talk about like he didn't have the big gaudy throw, like the big you know. 70-yard um, bomb or anything like that, but to me, some of those passes, particularly like some of those ones to Kelsey in the middle of the field, uh -huh. where he's thrown into some tight windows, like those were as impressive as some yes. of the, the big passes that we've seen from him. They were like anticipation windows. Anticipation like, windows before the windows open, yeah. but the windows like, be there. You yeah. know, in front of safeties, uh -huh. behind linebackers, like in the in those tight little areas where if you lead them too far or if you. You, 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 it's off to the right or the left, and it's probably picked or it's knocked down, or, or Kelsey's getting laid out. Yeah. And it was it was on the money every time, it seemed like. Yeah. And that was impressive to me. And it seems like those are things that we've kind of seen him developing. I think the first time we saw it was in Atlanta when he hit, I think it was Kelsey, kind of anticipated the route that uh -huh. he was going to do. And today it just kind of felt like another evolution, mm -hmm. another step in that process. Um, and speaking of Travis Kelsey, he hasn't had really great games against the Steelers in the past, but today he has uh, seven receptions for 109 yards and two touchdowns. So if you started him on your fantasy team, congrats, you probably won. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that he had the best game that he's had all season, all two games that they've played. Um, did either one of you guys talk to Kelsey in the locker room? Yeah, when, yeah I mean, he was enthusiastic. I mean, he, he, he was pumped. <laughs> It's yeah. funny, like, when, when he starts talking, like, sometimes you can see the words, like, kind of get away from him a little bit. Like, 
He just gets yeah. so excited, he yeah. doesn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He was kind of in that mode too. And and he one point that he made, and I'm glad he made it. It's it's a good point that we should make here too. Is the offensive line did really well against that? That's not an easy front to block. And they kept they kept Mahomes really clean. He he got clobbered twice. Is it the that second quarter that yeah. things kind of went but, off the rails? But mostly they were really good against yeah. a team that that's confusing and you know how they disguise things. Some of that goes to to Pat for getting the protections right and all that. But but uh, the offensive line did a really good job too. And I mean I, I think yeah you're right. There was I think one of, one of the biggest stories of this game was the way that it started. Chiefs go up 21 nothing right out of the gate. And we were all kind of laughing, like, what in the world is going on yeah, out there? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it swings 21 points the other way, kind of turned on Orlando Skandrick's holding call on mm-hmm. what would have been a fumble recovery uh, by Chris Jones. Touchdown. We'll get into the defense in a little bit. But second quarter, things fall apart. Um, the offensive line, that was its shakiest when there were two false starts on both, yeah. on each of those drives. Uh, Duvernay-Tardif with the first one, Eric Fisher with the second one, and it just kind of killed any momentum that they had, and I think that that was a huge killer. And then second half, I mean, clearly good things happen for the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes back and, and does what he does. Um, another integral part of the offense today, didn't have a touchdown, but Sammy Watkins, um, I felt like this was kind of the game that we've been waiting to see him have after the way that he said, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn, and Every single week it feels like he's getting questions or Andy's getting questions of, hey, when's this guy going to be involved? Because we're spending a lot of money on him just to have, like, one catch is, is kind of a lot. So what did you guys think about what Sammy well, did? I mean, it's funny. We started talking about Travis and Sammy, and it was last week where combined they had 27 yards, I think mm-hmm. it was. It was, like, three catches, 27 yards. And both of them went over 100 today. I mean, and funny enough, it was – you know, Tyreek Hill was the one who didn't even get a target until the second half because these guys were carrying the load. I mean, it was just, and it was, I think we talked about it last week during the Facebook Live post game about how's it going to be or how are these guys going to handle the games where they don't really get involved. And almost on cue, Hill has the big week last week, Sammy and Travis this week. So I guess that means Kareem's probably due next week. <laughs> something like Just that. Gotta rotate you know? around. Was this something that, that Blair, uh, our our big traveler here, Blair, picked up on like right away? Is that there's no way, and I, I wholly endorse this. Is there's no way you can convince me that Andy Reid does not have a purpose with some of those early play calls because uh, uh, Kelsey and Watkins have been two guys that Kelsey last week and Watkins like all through the preseason kind of garbage you know yeah. and, and got them going early like with some stuff you could tell was designed for them and there were a couple times look like Tyreek Hill didn't have a, a, a target in the first half like you said but there were a couple times he was close there was one in particular he was deep on the left side it would have been on the top of your screen if you're watching at home and 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 Pat was like kind of cocked back and he was ready to go mm-hmm. but the rush came too quick I mean th- th- there were opportunities right. there but th- there's just no way that I'll ever be convinced that that Andy Reid, when he's drawing up the script and all that stuff, that he didn't think get get Kelsey going early, get Watkins going early, and, and they did it beautifully. I think one of the interesting things talking to Sammy Watkins after the game about what got him going, it wasn't a catch that he felt really energized by. It was that 31 yard rush. Yeah. It's only his fourth career rush, as Blair noted during the game, and the first one that he's had in like three years or something. So And he said, yeah, after I did that, the butterflies went away, and I felt like I settled in. So maybe he needs to line up in the backfield more, you know? Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, I think that was one of those things that Andy talked about when we asked him about the um, about those shovel passes. Was And this obviously wasn't a shovel pass, but it was similar. And he said it's 
one of those things where you can get everybody involved. And I think he phrased it as in the running game, but basically, you know, like whether it's, you know, DeAnthony Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Sammy, those jet sweeps, those different variations, gets everybody involved in the offense without yeah. having to sort of script out how you're going to throw the ball to them. You know, and obviously some of that's dictated by coverage. This is a way you can be sure somebody gets the ball and gets yeah. going early. Yeah, and I mean, I think that this kind of offensive output is what we heard about all through training camp, all through the preseason. Hey, we want to get everybody involved. We want to, you know, spread the wealth. And I think we all kind of question, how is that going to go down? I mean, we're not saying that these guys are divas by any means, but, you know, these these are guys that are used to, to being kind of highlighted players, and now you're asking them to all kind of be in a chorus. And today's an example of how it works. I mean, he threw six touchdowns, five different people, had seven different yeah. targets total. I mean, that's the way that you kind of spread the wealth. Um, in the run game, you know, Kareem Hunt's still the featured back. Spencer Way ended up having a carry. Um, but it seemed like this is what they, when they, when, when Brett Beach is putting together this team and, and they're trying to, you know, figure out all the puzzle pieces, this is what they were envisioning that whole time. I haven't thought about this before this moment, so this is probably something that I shouldn't say out loud. I'm trying to think about it a little bit <laughs> While more. While we're live on the right. internet. But... I wonder if that whole like mouths to feed thing, if it's made easier because of money. And what I mean by that is Sammy Watkins has been paid. Travis Kelsey's already, he's on his contract extension. He'll be paid again. Uh, the only one that really has, and Kareem Hunt is, is a ways away. The only one that's like kind of in a contract year because they'll talk about an extension after the season is Tyreek Hill. And everybody knows he's a star. Like he's going to get 18 million a year right, or whatever. That's no going to be a big number. So it's not. I don't know. Maybe I need to think about this a little bit more. But it's just something. Sometimes money, they're business decisions, right? Like they're, they're right. humans, and they don't have that part of it. I wonder if that makes it a little bit easier. To, I, to I think it definitely factors in. Well, it's also one of those things where it brings sort of to forefront why having such a young quarterback is important because you can get away with spreading the money other places yeah. when you have a guy, totally. as opposed to if they had to spend all that money on Alex or another big name totally. quarterback. You know. I mean, you look around the league, and I think, was it Baltimore had that situation where after the Super Bowl, they paid Joe Flacco all this money, and then that cuts down what you can do around him. Whereas right now, where you've got young guys, not just, I mean, obviously Hunt, but then also, you know, Mahomes, then you can spend, I mean, you may be able to spend money on some of these guys and keep Tyreek and all these guys together, in theory, without having to break the bank or to lose and to cut corners other places. So, I mean, I think it just sort of goes to show why that decision you know, could set them up for a long term, potentially? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think these are both really good points. Um, I wanted to talk about D'Anthony Thomas. I think you mentioned him a second ago. Um, and he didn't have a catch today, but he did get this game started off on, felt like it was Tyreek Hill all over again. But um, he fielded the punt, the or the opening, was it a kickoff or a punt? It was a punt. Punt. Right, punt. yeah. Punt return. Fielded it, what, about 10 yards in front of Tyreek Hill? And yeah. took it up the sideline. Fumbled it, caught it, and then, I mean, set him up at what, like, I think the 10 to start yeah. out. And without that play, I mean, I don't know if you end up getting off to as fast to start. Because that just yeah. seemed like set the momentum right then and there, set kind of the tone for that first quarter, and it just went bonkers. Second week in a row. Second yeah. week in a row, yeah. He also had, ah, third quarter, I think, um, a really big special teams tackle on a punt return. It looked like uh, the Steelers returner, I can't think of his name right now, had a big hole. And, and, and could have gone for a lot of yards. Spencer. And and D'Anthony Thomas kind of came out of nowhere and made a really nice 
solid tackle. And he was the one, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he, did he force the fumble? Yeah, he, for, he, week, he right? forced the fumble last week. I mean, he was, I mean, he's just making Dave Tobe look like genius yeah. because it was before, I think, the last yeah. preseason game, Tobe talked about he was important because of the things he could do on special teams. Uh-huh. And then as soon as the season starts, boom, there he is with, you know, punt returns or, you know, fumble, causing fumbles. I mean, that, that fumble... I mean, if people forget, that changed that entire complexion of the game last week because it gift-wrapped a touchdown when the offense struggled mightily in the fourth quarter. And now, obviously, this week, he sets the offense up for their first score and it makes another big tackle like you were talking about. Right? I mean, special teams in general, Dustin Colquitt has two punts uh, for fifty average, average of 50 yards. Got drilled on that last one, but yeah. he wasn't included yeah. in Andy <laughs> Reid's kind of... Injury breakdown, which I think is a good sign if you're the yeah. Chiefs. Uh, well, they, 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 I think I saw him standing upright in the locker room, so that's a positive sign. The, the offensive line was giving him some credit, giving some love because of uh, they talk. I was talking to them about the fourth quarter and sort of closing it out, which they failed to do last week, and that was one of the things that guys had talked about. And I talked to you know uh, Mitch Morris and Mitchell Schwartz, and they both said you know you know. Him getting that last play to let them close it out was sort of, you know, obviously they would have liked to close it out themselves, but uh, I think Morse was the one who said, yeah, well, you know, Dustin took one for us to, <laughs> to help us finish that off. So he got a little love from the O-line. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. It's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash sportspass. of this game, which means now I guess we should probably go over the defense, um, which looked really good to start. That first quarter I thought looked really good. They start with two three and outs. They really kept the, the Steelers on their heels. And then the second quarter happens, and it, it everything seemed like it kind of turned at the end of the first quarter with Orlando Skandrick's holding penalty uh, that negated, like we said, Justin Houston killed it to get to sack Big Ben and then to force a fumble. Chris Jones scoops it up, scores. I'm still not entirely sure how that ended up in the end zone because it just happened so quickly. Um, but it didn't even matter because that holding penalty is called and that kind of fueled the Steelers' first touchdown drive. And then after that, they ended up with three touchdowns total in the second quarter. So I know, Sam, that the defense keeps you up at night. What about <laughs> this game is going to give you nightmares? The defense, among many other things. Uh, Orlando Skandrick had a terrible day. Uh, not just the, the penalty you just talked about. There was at least one other play where he got penalized and gave up the catch. 
which is not what you want to do when you're a defender. And if you're going to commit a penalty, like make it count. Yeah, exactly. That that was a that was a rough go for him. I just part of me wonders if if the offense really and not this good, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw. What would this be? Eighty touchdowns this season. I would take the under on that. Um, but if the offense is scoring similarly to this, the 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 standard, the expectation, the need for the defense comes down a little bit. All you need is a stop or two. You know, all you need is a big player or two. And and maybe that's the way. Maybe Patrick Holmes can be like the Chiefs' third best defender too, like behind <laughs> you know Chris Jones and, and Justin Houston. If he can be and Kendall Fuller, I guess uh, you know if he can be the guy that that makes giving up 37 points kind of a winning effort. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're onto something there because the secondary again today, like you said, Orlando Skandrick didn't have a great game. Steven Nelson, I didn't think, had a very good game. Yeah. Kendall Fuller was a little suspect in a couple of things. Like, he gave up a touchdown when he fell down and just, he got back up, but he never really recovered. Um, Steven Nelson looked like he had an interception, then flagged for the P.I., I have, I'll, I'll admit I haven't seen Andy Reid on the sideline very often, but that's the angriest I've seen him when he yeah. ripped his headset off and kind of threw it at the officials, but luckily it was, was strapped in, so it didn't actually hit them in the face. Yeah. Would have been hilarious, also really, really bad. One thing um, I liked about that, too, though, is um, I thought it was a penalty. Like, that kind of penalty has been, like, not flagged before, but it's certainly been flagged. He grabbed, say, Antonio Brown, right? He grabbed his, his shoulder pad and peated the route, all that stuff. But what I liked is, like, after the game, Andy was kind of like, eh, my bad. That was a penalty. <laughs> you know, like, totally, like, war. I think there's, like, it's easy for us to sort of, like, get our pride and, like, double down or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I like that. I think also, though, if the Chiefs had lost, we probably wouldn't have yeah. got that nonchalant. Like, eh, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> right, right, I right. was right on the challenge. They were right on the PI. Like, I think it would have been a little bit more of a hostile tone. Um, speaking of hostile, Vahe is now joining us. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew you were going to pivot on that. Just right there. I'm trying to look tall, by the way. So I'm do, you, gonna, do you want to hook your mic in, or are you going to... Well, I, I'll, I'll reveal how clumsy I am, but if I continue to try to hook this, I may need Lynn. <laughs> and heaven forbid the so, internet see that. Uh, this is it in action. Poetry in motion is what we have going on right now. What were you going to ask while Lynn for. preps me? I was going to ask what you thought about the, the defense tonight. I know you wrote about the offense and Patrick Mahomes. We were just talking about the secondary's woeful performance. Secondary is as frightening as we thought it was, really, is it not? And, and the thing that's really funny about both these games, there's been like these sort of strange mirage type of things where like, okay, you go through this period where it looks like they had a really good half or a good first quarter against uh, the Chargers. And... But if you really diagnosed it, um, maybe they didn't have that good a first quarter because it was about the execution by the Chargers, not stuff they disrupted. And here today, a little bit of that, too. Good first quarter. How much of that was the defense stopping them? I don't know. They were a little salty against the run, it seemed like. They were good helped. against the run today. Um, yeah. but Only 33 yards. I, I, they just, if you're an opponent right now, aren't you just going to throw? Well, well mean, 452 passing yeah. yards. Yeah, is, uh, I mean, yeah. I do think they were good against the run in the first quarter. But the di big difference was is the Steelers just said the heck with the run after right. that. Like, I mean, they literally yeah. said, you know, and then there were times, especially in that second quarter, they really stretched them across the field. They lined up lots of times where they either, either didn't have a running back on the field or split them out wide, empty sets, and just literally pushed it to the limit and said, we're going to make you guys cover in space, and we don't think you have enough guys to do that, or we'll find a weak spot. And then on top of that, the other thing was, 
I mean, when we talk about the secondary, I think we also have to put in there the fact that they, they didn't get to the quarterback, allowed Big Ben to do what he does and extend plays. And, like, nobody's covering that long. I mean, their secondary is showing issues with coverage, but nobody's covering that long with some of the plays that he extended for five, six seconds. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's also particularly one of those games where you really look forward to sitting down and looking at each play again because you look at – look, it would have been – you guys probably went over this already, but it's 28 nothing if, if not for that – that call on, on right. Skandrick. That's a defensive touchdown. It, it all looks different. I, I don't know if that call was legit. Did, did, did we have any sense of anybody addressing that? No, I don't think we ever even saw a replay. I, you, 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 replay wasn't available according to Twitter. Yeah, the, we, yeah, we couldn't, Which and is we a couldn't shame find for it such at all. a big momentum-changing play. It, it was. And so how different do you feel about it if that happens? How, do you, how different do you feel about who you blame for what if uh, – Steve Nelson on the blitz tackles Roethlisberger instead of bouncing off him, and and I and and the penalties, the penalties are generally speaking coming from getting beaten. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I it, you really would like to look at each of these things and ask yourself in each case why why did it why did it break down and, and how long are quarterbacks expected to, yeah. to defend when there's no pass when Roethlisberger has right yeah did we by the way did we talk about Justin Houston yet. We have not. We talked a little bit about the forced fumble that he had, but and he, and he had two nice stops near the yeah. end that, that I thought were uh, maybe going to bail them out of that late, late touchdown. But I also thought I, I I just see him walking back to the line of scrimmage. I feel like he's exhausted, hurt, or something almost after every play. He had to come out a couple times again. I know you wrote the other day about he played seventy seven percent of the snaps something last like that. week. But it would I, have been I his just, second lowest total of the year last year. And, and is I that think, right? Um, and there was only one, it was Dallas, and he was like 74%. Look, he's still playing most of the snaps, but he's just not, you know, he used to be this like every down, 99% of the snaps force of nature. And that's like blowing up plays. That looks like it's done. You know, if yeah. this is how it is week one, there was one little clip last week. It was actually the play where D4 chased uh, Phil Rivers to the sideline, and you could kind of see Justin like almost like limping after that play. And I just kind of think, like, God, if, if this is week one and now week two. And, look, I thought he was a little bit more uh, disruptive, for lack of a better term, uh, today than he was last week. But, um, you know, this is very much a uh, – it's going to have to be a pass rush by committee. Yeah. And if you take, uh, obviously, that one play, the Scandrick play, wipes out the sack, they didn't have a sack. Their first sack came after, like, as my pass attempt, like, number 50. Like, literally, the Steelers dropped back through 50 Allen passes. Bailey? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Alan Bailey. Hell of a and that was a hell of a sack, yeah. <laughs> it was. But they threw the ball 50 times yeah. before they got to him. Right. Like, before they officially got to him yeah. because of the Scandrick play. Yeah. I like, also, you know, I, I hate to blame play on the weather, but I think that it bears mentioning it was like 100 degrees yes. in L.A. last week. Today it was not cool. I don't know what it was outside. It was negative 50 in the press box. But I think outside okay. it was somewhere closer, between 80, 90, hotter on the turf. So, you know, like you said, you don't want to see Justin Houston, you know, limping, having to come out of the game early. But you wonder how much of that's factoring into it when you're getting, you know, you, you've played so much already, you're exhausted, and then you factor the heat into it. I think well, that, that that's part of it. I mean, of course, the other side of that is the, the saying everybody would go to is it's hot for the other team, too. It's hot for D Ford, who was getting to the quarterback. It's hot. I mean, so... Yes, but at the same time, everybody's yeah. playing in the yeah. same situation, right? What did anybody see uh, from rookies today? Uh, kind of not an, no, not an impact game for 
No. No. I'm having to look at the. I remember one time Naughty was like one of the people who almost got to the quarterback, but other than that, that's the only thing I remember. Times I noticed speaks, it wasn't good. No. No, he he didn't have a great game. Um, Watts had some special teams. Nice player too. Yeah, I do remember. I'm pretty sure when I saw Traymond Smith, that also wasn't a good thing. Yeah, well, it was when they Steelers spread everything out, and you know they forced more defensive backs onto the field, and they were. That's when they were piling up points too. You know what I thought was interesting? Who I didn't expect to see a lot of was Terrence Smith today, and I felt like every time I looked up, he was doing something, whether it was good or bad. But what do you guys make of that? How effective was he today? He had a hell of a play. I. but, yeah, no, no. Sorry, go ahead. I think it was a play. Did he get called for interference on, on this sideline? Well, he had a bad one, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a play I was thinking of. But, yeah. but <coughs> again, I want to look back at that play. I, I, I guess it was interference, but he, it was good coverage until he yeah. interfered. Yeah. Didn't he have a big pass breakup? Is that what you were talking about? Was well, that one he broke up a pass? Uh, no, it was, it was a tackle. It was a diagnosis and a tackle, I think, on a screen pie or something oh, yeah. like that. Went there was a series or two. Yeah. Stinger, Stinger, yeah, Racklin had yeah, a Stinger. and then I think that's when it happened. Terrence Smith yeah. had a really nice, like almost like the the Hitchens play last week, and not not exactly like that, but it was it was a really nice like diagnosis and and tackle. He also like um, these linebackers, um, they're not real good in coverage. That, that's going to be a uh, thing I think this year is like offensive coordinators, uh, you know, sort of isolating the Chiefs linebackers against running backs in coverage and it's not going to be a good I think thing. that's where where he got on the field a little bit too yeah. is because when they went literally empty and I think they put in it's a Switzer right was the, was that the sort yeah. of the, they put him out there and I think they pulled Connor off the field put Switzer out there and literally said you guys are going to have to cover in space and I think that's when the Chiefs sort of countered by saying okay they put you know different linebackers in there because they didn't like that matchup whether it was going to be Hitchens and Ragland having to cover yeah. one of those guys out there well, Blair, what other questions do we have from our fearless listeners, watchers, viewers? Should the defense take more risks if the offense is going to score 40 points a game? I'll, I'll repeat that so that way, because you're not mic'd up, but we probably should start micing you up as the behind-the-scenes person. But the question is, should the defense take more risks if the offense is going to score, you know, just tons of points during a game? Um, I... I mean, I think they should take risks because what they're doing right now isn't working. But what do you guys think? I like my one of my biggest frustrations last year was uh, the either refusal or inability to manufacture a pass rush with any sort of stunt, any sort of blitz. The Chiefs were toward the, like one of the three or four teams that, that, that blitzed the least and, and tried the fewest stunts. And it seems like that's what they're doing again. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like Chris Jones is a stud. He's a star. Um, he'll get that second contract. Like. He can create some pass rush just on his own by being awesome. But, like, he needs help. Like, you can't just rely on an interior defensive lineman to do that. They, absolutely. I, you know, I understand that. I agree. You're yeah. making me think of this. I'm, as they say, I'm old enough to remember when Bob Sutton's first couple of Chiefs defenses were very dynamic yep. imaginative. Yep. And I, I really don't know if there was a philosophical change based on personnel there's a personnel change based on philosophy. I don't know why it's shaken yeah. out the way it has, but you wouldn't say that the last two years at all. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't. Do you recall or do you guys know? What, what was there a fundamental that shift part, somewhere? Yeah, that's part of the frustration. Like last year was the first time that it really, at least, hit me. But like they did um, 
Um, <laughs> I hate that it goes, go to the tape or whatever. But Andy Reid, a couple different times, mentioned uh, an adjustment at halftime. And I want to, like, watch again and kind of try to figure out what that adjustment was. The only thing, I'm, I wonder if they, they were dropping more in coverage, but that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's part of why they didn't get any pressure on Roethlisberger. They weren't really rushing anybody. Um, I, I wonder if that's it. You know, sometimes if you drop eight, um, you know, sometimes that can be effective. And I, I, that's my hunch is that that's the adjustment that, that Andy was talking about. Uh, but I do want to see that again. All right, what's our what's our next question? I was making sure our video feed was still up, so we didn't have a repeat of last week where we went for an hour and then went for another thirty minutes. Uh, what does it mean to be two and zero, uh, two road wins against you know, teams that we think are above average, uh, with the defense playing like it is? Isn't that what you That's, were writing about, or did you a little bit? Yeah. I'll repeat that question again for for the mic'd up uh, reasons. Uh, <laughs> my brain's just shutting down right now. Uh, but what does it mean to be two and zero with two wins on the road against teams that that we believe are above average? Yeah, I feel like I'm like Carmelo Nicks right now, but uh, I'll take this one too. Uh, I think it changes a lot. Like the the, the schedule is supposed to be front loaded, right? Uh, toughest division game of the season last year. One of the t- and look like the Steelers may stink. Like, that, that may be a thing. Um, they tied the brand, you know, like, they, they may just not be that good. But still, Chiefs haven't won here since, is it 1986? 86, Is that yeah. the number? Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. When um, and, and we should also, like, temper a little bit the defense talk with uh, the Steelers and Chargers are going to score a lot of points this season on everybody. Like, those are two really, really good, good offenses. Yes, Hall of Fame mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And they both just lost shootouts to the Chiefs at home. I think that... At least it changes what I think is well, possible. For and sure. the Steelers last week with the six turnovers, right? Didn't they still put? I mean, what did they put up? Point? I remember well, thirty-eight, point thirty-one. Bit. Yeah, and and a, a crap load of yards. What? This might turn it over six times. <laughs> What'd you say? We're, we're, after, we're after dark. You can, you can let it fly. Exactly. Is it Kansas <laughs> yeah. City though? I don't know. <laughs> what time would it be like this? Yeah, probably a, not yet. So crap load is the good call. Well, teams are just I, 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 mean, I guess, look, I guess they yeah. will in some ways, right? But but I also think, from what I've seen of this guy now, I'm I, I'm, I'm taking the vat of Kool-Aid and just, like, just pouring it all over just me. taking a bath I, mean, I, I, I Finally, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I, because there's so many reasons that this guy is this way. So I fully assume, yeah, teams will catch up with him, and he'll also have a response, and they'll also have a response. Today is the first time I've, I've really come to feel like this, I kept thinking there, there's going to be a lot of 41-38 games, and they're, they're, they're going to lose six, seven, eight of them, whatever it's going to be. I now feel like, no, they can always outscore the other team. I, and that's ridiculous. We're basing it on two games. Same team that won the first two games last year over the two teams that would play in the Super Bowl, and, and we're not at all a Super Bowl team in the end. So, you know, we ought to be taking this with a grain of salt. But I, I, I really feel like this guy is uh, – Everything Sam thought he'd be. <laughs> there's, there's, there's two questions about him right now to me. Is one, uh, I want to see him like after he gets his ass kicked a little bit. Like get, You've been aching for down. that. I know. Yeah. Like how does he react? And the other thing is he hasn't played from behind. So he hasn't, like that's been one of those, is he going to push it too far when he plays from behind? Those yeah. are two things we've I mean, seen. And there are still some teams. I mean, like we talked about these first two being maybe the best teams. But there's still What's some that? teams. I mean, like I don't know what 
how that game finished up with Jacksonville, but you know Jacksonville against they the Patriots was they were up big, yeah. and they still get the Patriots, which you can never count that as like you know an easy win or anything like that. And they're going to be going to Foxborough, so those are you know two games where you maybe will get a chance to see how he reacts to different you know different type of situations, some adversity. Yeah. Not just yeah. Foxborough, but uh, New England has three easy games coming up. And the week before they play the Chiefs, they play on Thursday night. So they got like an extra, you know, like half a bye. Dream scenario that, for the so, Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, so, so, I mean, well. the, the, going yeah, against the Bill Belichick well. defense will yeah, be the test that, for uh, young Mr. Mahomes. So he's well. got some time until that happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anything else that um, are... Let me, let me add something to... Uh, Sam and I were talking about this. Not only the Chiefs not trailed this year, but Mahomes is only been on the field with a team trailing on one possession going back to Denver last year. That's pretty incredible. So Mahomes only trailed once. How many minutes? Like, what, four minutes four in his minutes. career? It was, it was in the first quarter. Yeah. One possession. So, so, yeah, so if, in case people didn't hear it, what Blair was saying was Mahomes has only been on the field going back to last year, one possession where they've been down. Because they haven't <laughs> trailed it all this season. And, you know, I mean, shoot, they, he, first time he counts. took the field, <laughs> they mm-hmm. had the lead. Yeah. And then today, the first time he takes the field, it was zero zero, and they were at the ten yard line. Right. So I mean, like he's our—he hasn't had you know anything but success, and like things have already been rolling. It seems like every time he takes the field. Although you would also think the experience he had at Texas Tech—I mean, they weren't winning college football playoff <laughs> titles, or they yeah. weren't even getting to the Big Twelve championship game. So I think he knows what it's like to lose. Um, but he would still have standout performances in those losses. I think that. Texas Tech's shortcomings were too big for him to overcome on his own. For sure. But I think that he did get valuable experience with that there. And now he has the weapons to be able to kind of turn the tides if the Chiefs end up getting down big. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of that, I know you guys must have spoken to Sammy Watkins, but just a quick quick aside on him. Uh, This is sort of uh, out of love for Lynn, who was just all over me with each catch. uh, (laughs) Uh, Sammy had today uh, saying, "Take that, Bahe," because I, I believe I thought the term I used in our most recent episode was, "I wonder about Sammy Watkins." I may have said he's through. No, I didn't say that. But, but I, I really was wondering about him. And um, he, boy, he, get a, he it, got so. a rhythm. He got a rhythm today, and uh, and and I, you know, you hate to just say, "Okay, well that that's that." He's he's all set. But I I do think he's all set. I mean, I I think he's right. He needed to be primed, kind yeah, of, yeah. in that way. And now... See, you were, you were asking Am I too easily swayed yeah. by one moment, by the way? It's just like... You, you, you were asking whether there was something wrong, and now you've decided yeah. he's right. Yeah. He saw you questioning, and I was like, I'm going to prove Vahe yeah. wrong that's, that's, this game that's, right now. That's what I was telling them every catch in the press box. Starship 14 on him. He took off. He took off, and now he's a, a solar reptil- reptilian being. Uh, so I, I think that we're close to wrapping up, but maybe we should go down and say... We'll do one major takeaway from today. Anything that we haven't covered that you think we should cover? Anything that you didn't hear us cover that you want to make sure that we covered? Uh, and we'll start with Sam. Uh, the story of the 2018 NFL season is going to prominently include Patrick Mahomes. One way or the other. Not the Chiefs season, but the entire league. Like I think this is a game where it just kind of became a little bit bigger to a wider football audience. Like he, He's a star. I think I, to build off that, I actually saw somebody on Twitter say today that, like, I forget what the context was, but it was something like, I couldn't pick Patrick Mahomes out of a lineup, but da-da-da-da-da. And I just thought, that is so weird. Like, how could you not pick him out of the lineup? First of all, have you Easy seen his hair? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but I think that that showed... The boys, the arm. Exactly. Like, yeah. 
How do you, how do you not know? But I think that that it kind of illustrates your point that maybe before this game, he was to the wider NFL viewing audience, kind of not an unknown, but a little bit just kind of, eh, you know, that's over in Kansas city. I'm paying attention to my team. Now you kind of have to pay attention to, to what he's doing yep. and you will be able to pick him out of a lineup. Um, Vahe, what you got? Well, you know, my only thought is, you know, I think out of the four of us, I, I had the most optimistic preseason forecast that they'd be 10 and six. And I had them losing this game. So, you know, I, it, it certainly opens up my belief in their possibilities. And, it, and what else can you say? I mean, it, it, it's, it's really an intriguing, fun season already. And, uh, I, I, how can you not just be riveted to this if you're a Chiefs fan? Uh, absolutely. Lynn, what, what's your takeaway? Oh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I guess it's still the defense and wondering how they're going to get creative defensively to try and make this work because we see problems, we see holes, and I'm sure they see it too. It's not one of those things where like everybody's like, oh, how come they don't see it? They see it. It's just how are they going to deal with it or what are they going to come up with? And that's what I want to see is how they sort of do that against, against other teams as you get further into the season. You've got to come up with certain ways, and I'm not sure what it's going to be, but you know, I'm interested to see it. Absolutely. And I'm going to go with one more takeaway because I'm the narrator, so I can do that. Um, I I think that this game and in the last game too, just show how much promise Dave Tobe has as a future head coach. I think his special teams play has been, I don't want to say underrated because when you have a punt return for a touchdown, you know, everybody knows how good it is. But I think that it's been overshadowed a little bit just by how good the offense is, how bad the defense looks at times. But the special teams has been game-changing so far in this season. And I think that Dave Tobe, I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing back there, but I think his game plan has really, really been working um, and has been a major benefit to the Chiefs. So on that note, we're going to sign off here. We're going to go find some some food in Pittsburgh, maybe some fries on our sandwiches. I don't know. Uh, but we'll be back later this week with another Facebook Live back at Arrowhead uh, because that's where we are on Wednesdays. And then we'll be back at Arrowhead again on Sunday for the Chiefs home game where they enter uh, 2-0 on the season. So for the Chiefs beat, for the Kansas City Star, I'm Brooke Pryor. You can follow all of us along on Twitter, on Facebook, on the Kansas City Star website, in your paper every morning. And uh, we'll catch up with you later.